Hello again and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me as always. I am Patrick Michael and today we just got one of those episodes where you you go into the studio, you press record and you're really just trying out new equipment and the best way to do that is to put it into the use. Put it to use, right? I'll be honest guys, I've literally uh, I've upgraded I've upgraded all of this stuff immensely in just a few short days. In just a few short days, I've learned some things. I did some research, <laughs> right? Which is something that I never did. Something that I used to never do when it came to recording anything. I, w- I just assumed it was as easy as press that red button or press that button with the, the red circle on it and ta-da, you figured out how to record. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that special? And and truth be told, it is. Because it, it's, <clears throat> you know, there is no denying the difficulty that is podcasting. It's not easy. It's not easy by any means. Especially to put out something that people are willing to come back to and consistently listen to. And for anybody who has that ability and has managed to create that system, uh, congrats. Because much like myself, it is a difficult thing to try to bring in an audience when you're not, you essentially don't know how, right? You're just being, you're being yourself, you're, you're talking about things you enjoy in the hopes that you're going to draw an audience who also feels the same way. But hey, then you have to ask, well, how does the audience find you? How does the audience find your show? I mean, it goes hand in hand with uh, YouTube. Right? Like, how do, the, how do we get YouTube stars? Who would ever thought that that was a thing? You know? YouTube stars? Those are like, it's an oxymoron. It's like those words don't go together. <laughs> but now they do. And you have people that somehow had a handheld camera, you know, in 2001, and somehow managed to create whatever is called content these days. And what is it? Not really sure. But a lot of people do it. I do it, I guess. And if you just look up the generic definition for the word content, I'd imagine it's a whole array of things. Just so many different things can be considered content. It doesn't really even matter what it is. For instance, I follow this guy on uh, on YouTube, strictly out of humor, but I follow this guy who cooks. And he, he cooks, but he fails a lot. There's not a lot of great things coming out of his kitchen, okay? We can say that. And he's an older man. But my point of even bringing this up is simply that anybody could be a YouTube star. It doesn't matter how old you are, uh, what you talk about, what you do. If a vast amount of people find your shit, well, guess what? You're winning. That's a win. But I'll be honest, I was thinking about it the other day, and I know it's kind of ridiculous to, to put into perspective now, but you almost feel like, damn it, I wish I would have got in on the ground floor for any of these things that people are doing and making a lot of money, right? For instance, like uh, streaming. Like when I find out that Andy Milanakis 
is a streamer and he makes a living doing it, uh, how could you not be excited to be like, oh man, that is, that's awesome. I'm excited to know that he's even still working, let alone on his own terms. Because in the end, that's exactly what I think most people that podcast want to accomplish. We don't simply, I mean, obviously you do this because it is an entertaining thing, it is fun, it is time consuming, it is a learning thing, but most of us, the podcast, I would imagine, would prefer to do this rather than have a nine to five, right? So even the biggest podcasters out there, or comedians or actors or celebrity, celebrities that make a bunch of money doing a podcast, I'm sure they're very happy with the circumstances. They're like, oh, all we have to do is write down five topics to cover an hour's worth of time, ranting with one of my closest friends or family members. Well, I'm going to do that. You know, that's why you see people like Justin Long, Dolly Parton, Conan O'Brien. You know, they're the ones out there making the podcast. They said, hey, man, there's money in this. I mean, there's podcasts out there right now, and I believe Joe Rogan obviously has to be one of the highest grossing podcasts per episode. And I think they said something like he makes $75,000 a podcast episode. But how does that happen? How do you how do you find that data? How does it get configured? Because here's what I'm thinking. In my mind, I see it as, yeah, yeah, there's a good chance that that's highly possible. He's making that much money, and that's fine. I accept it. It's acceptable. But you also have to think, this dude doesn't ever have an ad. At least in the YouTube version. You don't hear him saying, oh, check out, check out whatever new product from Adam and Eve, you know? It's just him talking and the person he's interviewing talking. And after it's over, that's it. So he must be getting paid from, you know, the millions or at least hundreds of thousands of uh, YouTube plays. So maybe just the ads from YouTube, maybe YouTube itself. But then you also have to keep in mind that this dude's out of there. Joe Rogan's leaving. He's going to Spotify. Now, does that mean that the podcast will get better? Can we expect something better from the podcast now? Since there's going to be less restrictions? At least in their minds. In their minds, there's going to be less people telling them that they can't do this or say that. Right? And with the technology that is used to create the Joe Rogan experience... They could be expanding and doing so, so much more. I mean, we all hear about this compound. We all hear about this giant garage and all these phenomenal cars. But you don't see it. Right? I mean, how great would it be to have a, a Joe Rogan experience with him and his three friends playing pool or something? That'd be entertaining. Because the whole idea for me, getting into podcasts and being a fan, when you're actually listening to the podcast and the reasoning behind listening for me was always, oh, I want to learn more about this person because I had no idea who they were outside of their show or stand-up comedy, right? So then you go and you listen to their podcast, you listen to them on a podcast, and you find out all of this crazy stuff. And you start to get closer, if that makes sense. You're like, oh, this is just a real guy. 
just a very creative guy who got to a, a certain level in his creativity to make millions of dollars. Phenomenal. So if we're thinking that that is exactly what it is, that you're supposed to be seeing like the inside scoop of famous people and how they actually are, why wouldn't that be a thing for the Joe Rogan experience? You know, him actually, maybe the first 10 minutes of an episode is just them playing pool or shooting darts, whatever the fucking game is that he has there. That'd be fun to watch. I mean, Bobby Kelly had people get on uh, an Oculus and one of my favorite podcast episodes by far. Just seeing these comedians who, who barely even understand the technology put it on and yeah. It's intense. So you can't you can't deny that that wouldn't be a good idea and that it's not possible. Because I would think that you would you're just in a sense you're simply expanding your audience. You're saying, hey man, we do this. You come here all the time for that. We've established it, but we're gonna bring some extra stuff as well. Here's some other things. But now it's got to the point where the. Even the podcasts that are doing the extra things, they're saying, hey, I'm going to do extra stuff. I'm going to give you guys multiple episodes a week. I'm going to start a second podcast, whatever. It's usually behind a paywall because they're saying, hey, we're willing to do the one thing for free. We're willing to give you this content for nothing, simply for to build the audience. But then they say, oh, well, you know, this is so easy. We're doing so well with the free stuff we're giving you that we can afford to start more. And that's never been my case. I've never started a new podcast because I was doing so well with another one. Some cases that that makes sense, okay? Like when it comes to the true crime genre. When I saw success from the one way that I did a true crime show, I figured, hey, I can do that again in a different way and talk about other things in another show. I don't have to be so strict. And that's honestly what I'm trying to get to with some of these different these different podcasts like this. And I'm calling this a bad brain exclusive, okay? And that just means that it is it's coming from me. It's from the bad brain area. It's from the creative minds behind uh, you know, Real Chewed and all those other podcasts that I do. But what it is, is this is going to consist of me having no, I have no agenda at all. And I'm just going to see what happens. I'm just going to ramble on. And you guys can enjoy it or not, but understand that that's what you're going to get from the Bad Brain exclusives. It could be an hour of me talking about nothing, or nothing to you, it's important to me, uh, or an hour of me just playing beats and talking over the beats, or... You know, it could be an array of things. And I've said array twice on this episode, and I'm proud of myself. It is the word of the day. Uh, I just just started my word of the day book. We're still in the A's. Deal with it. (laughs) No, that's not the case. But in the beginning, I mentioned mentioned having such good technology in my office, in my studio now, where I just feel unstoppable. I feel professional. And that was always the goal. The goal was never to compete with other podcasts to be better or as good. It was always, I want to have at least quality-wise as good as the best. And if that means I have to take shortcut after shortcut to get there, I'll get there eventually. 
And now I can't even be mad at myself over the years of purchasing different uh, items to ultimately make the best podcast. Well, the things I have now are legitimately the best for me. I almost can't, I, I, I can't even look to buy anything else because I have every, every single thing plus extra. And that means that, you know, not only do I have a laptop studio with a mixer and, you know, multiple inputs, all this different shit in one space, I have two other spaces that have the exact same setup or as good. There might not be a mixer, but there is definitely a, a studio quality microphone, phantom power supply. I'm set up in three different areas. If I wanted to, I could record a podcast in three different spaces at the same time in my apartment. That's how dedicated I am to this art form. That's how dedicated. And one can say whatever they want about the podcast virtually, specifically an episode like this. So it's like, oh, he didn't talk about anything. Well, yes, that is fine for you to feel that way. But in, a, in more ways than one, I talked about a lot of shit. And the fact that the technology now has offered me the ability to create a podcast, you know, multiple times a day. Well, that's why the content has consistently been there. It hasn't disappeared. It hasn't lessened. And I take time off all the time, right? People want to assume that, oh, you're just, you're in there working all the time. And yeah, yeah, I work a lot. I bust my ass doing this. It is a lot to do. But at the same time, if you're very well organized, uh, this is very possible. I basically run an entire podcast studio, podcast network, and I host all of the podcasts. So that's pretty interesting in itself. It would be one thing if I say I run a, a network or I, 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 uh, I have a podcast studio and then didn't utilize it. You know, if I had... 12 shows, but you didn't get an episode but once every four months, then you have an issue. But I'm not doing that. You get new episodes all the time. I never let you down. Right? I mean, there's many days where I'm recording four episodes. Okay? And they could be about anything. Sometimes I'll just be like, oh, that's a good idea. That's something I can talk about for a while. And then I'll go sit in the studio. But just like now... Where I'm like, oh man, I don't really, uh, there's nothing really to do today. Might as well sit behind the microphone, hook up the cool stuff, and feel good about it as I record because it sounds good. The vibes are good. Got some background music going at any point, and it's just flawless. It's literally if I was going, if I was running a fucking radio show, okay, where I could have people call in right now and it would sound great. Just, guys. We're killing it over here, and that's that's just what it is. I'm not, I'm not even trying to brag or, or say that I'm competing with somebody else, but it has taken a long time to get to this point. And once you get to this point where you feel like, oh, you could be a fucking radio host just from the your own equipment, it's pretty exciting. Okay, not saying that you know a radio guy is the standard, but when you go into a radio studio, it looks about like what I'm doing, the area that I'm at, the lighting. The fucking cameras, everything. I could film beautiful, beautiful HD videos for YouTube for every single podcast that I do. But at the same time, it's hot as fucking here. It's hot in this room, so you get sweaty. And then 
add add the lights on top of that, you're you, it's even worse. So you're like, uh, maybe maybe I'll just make it easier on myself as often as I can, and I've remained to do so. I've remained making it as simple as I possibly can. You know, for me, uh, in the recording as well as the the editing. Because people don't even think about that. They think that, oh, you just sat in there and talked into a microphone and then put it out to the world and popped a few ads in it and you're, you're all, you were all good. Like, dude, there's so much more than that. Like, to the point of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I get why people's, why podcasts just disappear. I get it. It makes sense. I do suppose we should probably talk about some real topics not saying that these topics aren't very, very good and well thought out. But, uh, you know, the coronavirus numbers are jumping, guys. And it feels stupid to even bring it up because you almost have to assume that that was going to happen. So to be one of these weirdos, it's like, hey, guys, did you know? Did you know that was going to happen? Ugh, don't want to do that. Because, like I said, I feel like the average person was like, yeah, I mean... That, that, that there's a good chance that that's going to happen. You could almost guarantee it. And then, sure enough, here we are, weeks later, numbers increasing. And I think that just goes to show us um, exactly the type of minds that are giving us this information, you know? It's certainly a weird... <laughs> a group that doesn't have all of the information, or none. They might have no information. And that's fine. That's fine. But don't go publicizing it and telling people like, hey, hey, we know what's going on over here. We're here to help. When truly, you don't have a clue. You're just spouting information. Random information at that. Inaccurate information. Okay? And that's a, that's a no good. That's no good for us, you know. Uh, but the reason I brought it up is simply because, you know, I've been I've been out and about. I've been in the world. I've been to stores. And I, I, I haven't worn a mask outside one time since this even happened. But I also avoid people as it is. So I'm not going to run into anyone. And then... The first time that I actually did go outside and go to a location or a store or whatever, uh, it was well after we started reopening. And we actually, I believe, we are officially, officially open on, Ju on July 5th or 4th. July 4th, actually. So that is pretty fucking good. And it's very soon. It's very soon, actually. Uh, a little into next week. Not too far away, though. And that's awesome. Um, I just, I'm not even really sure what that entails. What does that mean? What does it mean? What is phase, fi phase five? What is phase five? Is, isn't that a card game? Phase five? What? Uh, crazy... Crazy Eights. And these are all old lady games. So. But, you know, you gotta love 
you gotta love randomly getting a phone call in the middle of a podcast only to test out the theory that I had at the beginning of the show where I was saying, oh, I could take phone calls like a radio show, etc., etc. And I sure, I sure as shit got a phone call. Got a phone call 20 seconds ago. Not a good call. Uh, I honestly didn't recognize the number. So I was like, hey, hey, this could be great content. Let's see who it is because I get a lot of random fucking people that call. Uh, not so much anymore. But there are always numbers I don't know. But this was uh, somebody that I knew. And it was a very good, solid recording that we just did. It worked uh, through the through the mixer and all that stuff, as you would assume it would if you were an audio engineer. You're fucking banging your head on your table right now because you're like, obviously, obviously it worked just fine. Um, but yes, I am new to this, so I wasn't even sure. And... The whole reason that it kind of benefited is the the phone call was actually from somebody who told me that their phone just got stolen. Or they think it did. They, they're pretty sure their phone got stolen. How? Why? We don't know. Was it actually stolen? That I'm not also sure of. But you never like those calls. You never like a call that is... Bad. Yeah. Obviously. Nobody's nobody's looking forward to a phone call where they're like, oh yeah, you know, bad stuff happened on my end. How are you doing? And the worst part is trying to return a phone. I almost was under the assumption that because everybody had their own phone... And phones were generally uh, reasonably priced these days. That stealing a phone was just kind of obsolete. But I'm wrong. I guess I'm wrong. I guess it's still a thing. And people can just take your shit willy-nilly. And there's a good, good chance you'll never, ever see it again. In fact, I'm going to tell you this story about uh, this time that a couple of my friends found a phone. And um, two of my buddies, one of them was uh, one of my closest friends, and then one of our younger pals, who ended up being a heroin addict. Uh, he, he was addicted to heroin after we stopped hanging out. It's like, hey man, how come we haven't seen so-and-so in uh, so long? <laughs> and then that's when you find out, oh, he's, he's doing heroin, so not going to be around. He busy. But way before that happened, they were in this car. They rode around with friends all the time, smoking blunts. And while they were in this one particular car, my buddy Jake says that he just notices a phone in the back seat with him. And after a while, nobody takes it or even has a question about it. He just pocketed it. And this is back before, you know, touchscreen was even that big of a deal. So this was like one of those phones that like folded twice and fucking it had a pull-out keyboard and, uh, you know, an air mattress. It was a nutty phone. It was massive. And he brought it back to my house. And while, while we're sitting there, 
just farting around, we decide, you know what, let's try and get in this phone. Because this is at the point where phones were locked. You could lock your phone. You could put a passcode in. But touchscreen, still not very prominent. And, um, you know, we spent a very long time trying to get into this phone. And I, I, I basically... You know, I was the one that came to the conclusion that there's going to be like 900 billion combinations that this could be. And I think my first thought was, hey, let's just try, let's try all the basics. Let's try the basics. And then I said, you know what? When that didn't work, I said, well, let's go through, let's go through the months, you know, let's go month and day okay so we start smashing through january january 0101 0102 0103 all the way to the 30th or 31st right i don't remember how far we actually got but it wasn't long it didn't take us long once we started doing the birthdays before we got into that phone and oddly enough this the only reason i bring this up is because Somehow, we ended up being contacted, or we contacted them. Something happened where the actual owner of the phone, his grandmother, contacted my buddy and wanted the phone back. So he said, hey, we're going to need something for that. We're going to need something for you getting this phone back. This is a search and rescue. We saved that phone, okay? And we tell the lady to give us $80. This is a nice phone. We're going to need that 80 piece for you to get this phone back. And they agreed. But when, when the meeting took place, when we went to actually take the phone back to the lady and her grandson, um, she just gave him 20 bucks. Like, you fuck. What? That's it? Ugh. But, I mean, and then the gratitude even to get your phone back, right? The way you would feel when your phone was returned. Amazing. And you should be willing to be like, oh, man, I'll give you whatever you want, dude. You saved my life. My phone has everything in it, especially nowadays. That's why it's so absurd to think that somebody's willing to take your phone. Like, dude, you got to be kidding. Today, in this day and age, you want to take my phone? Because you could have just as good of a phone for $100. Like, it's not... Ugh. People are sick, man. People are sick. And and I'll yawn on you, because I respect you. But, um... Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Because of, uh, you know, somebody close to me losing a phone. Like, damn, man, we actually found a phone and gave it back to the dude who lost it. And I'll tell you right now, never fucking happened to me. It's never happened to me. There's never been one time where I've lost something and it somehow got returned. Just never happened. And I'll tell you two stories. One of the stories 
is where somebody took like okay i woke up after a night of partying at my apartment in my townhouse i woke up all my pictures on my walls were fucking turned over all the cupboards in my uh, kitchen opened I'm like, what the fuck happened in here? Did a, a ghost blow through here? What what happened? A tornado? And I wasn't even mad. I was like, oh, that's weird. That was until I found that my wallet was no longer on top of the fridge. And there was a bunch of rent money in it. You know, important cards, the fucking... Uh, What's the card? You know, your social security card, which you shouldn't carry on you, but I did anyways. And I'm like, fuck, man. Somebody took the whole wallet? The whole thing. That's what really, that's what made me upset. It's like, dude, I'm completely fine. You taking the money. It's my mistake for trusting you. But for somebody to take the entire wallet... To where now I have to get a new social security card, a new fucking ID, a new driver's license, you know, all just blockbuster card. I got all this stuff I got to get now because you took the whole wallet. When you know for sure you can't do anything with anything else in there besides the money. Come on, guy. So that's the one story where something was taken from me and not returned and I had another one that I was going to get into just give me one second to remind myself as to what it was well truth be told guys I sat here for a minute no idea no idea because that really that that shit really affected me when they took my wallet like to take the whole thing is absurd there's been many times where I've found a wallet and I just take the money out and leave the wallet where it is. Because at least that person could get their wallet and not have to go to the fucking DMV. It's kind of bizarre to be like, oh yeah, yeah you know, I'll take all your money, but you know, I'll, I'll at least save you time. Your money can easily be returned or refurbished but fucking waiting on that driver's license in that disgusting DMV nah not gonna put you through that guy but um I don't know I thought I had some other things as well that I wanted to talk about to close out this episode and of course it, it could be anything it could eventually pop in my head as I'm thinking about closing out the show and I've learned that I, a lot of the things where, you're, where you get stuck and you can't remember what it was, those things always tend to come back for me when I just keep rambling. If I just keep rambling, for some reason my brain's also like, hey, don't forget, you were going to talk about that 12 seconds ago. Like, oh, shit, brain, good job. <laughs> That's why it's always been my favorite when somebody's like, oh, who was in that blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, uh, bing, got it. And I promise you, in the few seconds between 
you asking that question and me getting the answer, anything else in between that does not matter. Zero. None of it matters. There could be a, a fire, and I'll, I'll let it go until the answer pops up. That could be a half of a second. That could be five seconds. That could be a full minute. But I promise you, all that's happening is I'm inside my brain, swimming around, trying to find the answer for you. Because I know it's there. It's all about finding it, accessing it. Because once that happens, you're like, oh, well, I'm so much smarter than you, obviously. And uh, I'm just kidding. But I don't know, guys. I'm trying to figure out what is my favorite sound. Like, what do I like most here with this microphone, with this setup? What is uh, your favorite sound, I guess? All right, so very good news. Very good news, folks. And I'm excited to share. Excuse me. Um, the good news is the phone has been found. Oh, yeah. And that's so good be for many reasons. And one of the main reasons is simply, who the fuck is stealing a phone anyways? And something that we realized, if somebody was to steal a phone these days, it's like, hey, man, you know, thinking about how it worked out for me and my friends when we took that phone, trying to get it open because it had a fucking passcode. Imagine what it's like now. People are obviously putting extra emphasis on keeping their information and shit in their phone locked away. Because nowadays, with people's phones, you can access bank information, credit card information probably. I mean, obviously, some people who have, who do that for a living that take your phone, those people know more than we could imagine. And uh, like I said, it is good news that it was found. Because I was under the... Uh, I had texted this person who I thought took the phone. I just texted, you know, the phone, and nobody responded. Then I called twice, nobody responded. And a half hour goes by, and then somebody responded. And I'm like, okay, they're responding via text message. And I didn't even put it together. I didn't put it together in my own head that there's no way this person could have opened the phone to text me. <laughs> I didn't, it didn't make any sense to me. So I immediately thought it was uh, an adversary. So I just texted him back again. I said, well, they pick up the phone. Hey, pick up the phone then. You know, don't send me a text message talking shit. Let's actually talk shit. You know, let me hear your voice. Let me hear the, the toughness in the voice. Okay. So I say pick up then. And I immediately call the phone. I call him again. I call him for the third time. And this time they answered. And it was the person who owns the phone. So... Joke's on me, but they did actually lose the phone. They lost the phone and happened to find it. Nobody stole it because, much like I have already said three or four times, who the fuck is stealing a phone these days? It's just such a, a bizarre thing. Like, what are you going to get out of it? And I'll be honest, the phone that was taken, not even a good phone. You know it's not that great of a phone when you're not sure what it's called. If you can't say iPhone <laughs> or Android, it's not really that great of a phone. It's just a regular phone. It's just a smartphone. But thankfully, uh, that was uh, finished and we're able to move on because that is uh, terrible. That sucks. 
Anytime people lose things, it's never fun. But when it's something like the phone, especially these days, it has so much of your information where losing your phone today is almost worse than losing your wallet. Almost. I suppose it just depends on what stuff you're still keeping in your wallet that you're not keeping in your phone. I mean, are people still, you know, <laughs> carrying a wallet that has nude pictures in it? No. But they are carrying a phone that does certainly have a good, a better chance of having the naughties in it, okay? And that's certainly one thing that none of us are looking forward to getting out, no matter what it is. It could just be you taking photos of your physique and seeing the, the, the change as you work out over time. And you can only see that change if you're asshole naked, okay? I can't, I can't see how good I look if I have pants on, you know? I gotta take it all off and be like, okay, maybe run some more tomorrow. Maybe run a little more. 